0: Old. What a week. My name is Matt Sinovic. I'm the Executive Director of Progress Iowa.
1: And I'm Ivy Beckenholt, Communications Director of Progress Iowa.
0: Welcome to What a Week with hot takes about the week's news and shout outs for people doing good in the world. We have um, a lot to talk about this week. For um, those like us who are paying attention to the news, and anyone just who cares about um, uh, who cares about justice, uh, racial justice, uh, equity, any sen- any sense of fairness in this world, it has been a um, it has been a rough week, um, and even more so if you are uh, a person of color um, and and or have have been affected by um, gun violence uh, in your life. So we're going to start with, um, for Adam Toledo, Dante Wright, um, and, um, and, and the, the eight dead at the, uh, from the mass shooting in Indianapolis, we're going to start with a, a moment of silence here um, at the beginning of this episode. Thank you for that. Um, it is just, um, it is mind-boggling and awful, yet not surprising that we are here again. Um, the the country is reopening a little bit, and um, I know that uh, police brutality and gun violence didn't stop during the pandemic. You know, the height of the pandemic. We are still in a pandemic, um, obviously, but um, but this week, I, it just felt like everything came to to an awful tragic head. Um, so let's start with the, um, uh, we're going to start with the police shooting, of Adam Toledo, age 13, um, in Chicago. Um, Ivy, what, uh, I, uh, 13 years old. It's not that, I mean, this is a time when your biggest responsibility should be going, uh, uh, taking care of your homework, not not worrying about a police officer gunning you down with your hands when your hands are raised. Um, what was your, how did you re- react to this, uh, just awful awfulness?
1: I mean, it is obviously so awful. Unfortunately, it's really nothing new. Um, I think the fact that there's video of this, it obviously made it more publicized and it's just sad to think about how many instances there are of the situation where there's not video so that was just one part of it but I mean just even reading uh excerpts of like what his mother said that was just Mm -hmm. so heart-wrenching to see you know he has siblings that he plays Legos with and that you know he rides bikes with and like obviously this is just a child and so to see that and then to see people online try to defend the officer was obviously just very disappointing, so
0: yeah, that kind it's, of
1: there's just some layers
0: that kind of discussions like seems like it's inevitable at this point, although it shouldn't be um but i like i i I don't even there's no situation in which a police officer ought to be firing a gun or or trying to or or killing or harming someone um. I I, like their job, their job is to keep people safe, Um, their, you know, their actual job. And so we get into all this, like, well, his hands were raised, they're clearly empty. He didn't have a gun, you know, didn't have a gun, didn't have a weapon. And all that is true. But I also feel like he's a 13 year old kid. And if he, you know, if he did have some sort of something on him, or, you know, he didn't in this case, but even if he did, it's the police officer's job to keep the peace and to be the not and to not instigate conflict, violence, you know, uh, assault, murder. Um, that That is that is the opposite of what the police officer ought to be doing in any situation. Um, and speaking exactly. of speaking of justification for things and, you know, um, uh, 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 the Dante Wright case um in you know in Minnesota again um this just this community of the twin cities that has just been rocked by um n- not only the the murder of George Floyd last year but in the middle of this trial um now had another um another uh, police shooting Uh, happen and sparking protest after protest uh, which rightfully so um and and so just your i mean for his family and for um the entire entire community up there your your heart breaks um but uh um i like did you how did you i I was gonna ask how you reacted but like what was your take on this? Because it, it was just like, it was like a firestorm this week of, of this mm-hmm. kind of, 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 awful, violent incident.
1: Right. I mean, and apparently this one happened because he had an air freshener, hanging I mean, from his rear view mirror. Right. And I mean, it's just ridiculous. That's no excuse really to pull someone over and then, you know, just kind of escalated from there. And I feel like there's always just some sort of excuse that happens like, oh, you know, that that looked like a gun when it was really a cell phone, like all these different excuses when it's really just like would he have been pulled over if he was a white man, you know, all these different um, nuances to it. And so I just Mm -hmm. really think that it's inexcusable. And I mean, I don't know where exactly to go from here besides, you know, just really thinking differently about our policing system. I know that there's a lot of pushback on this whole defunding the police thing, but I think it is important to really think about what can what else can we invest in, you know, because something's clearly not working here.
0: Yeah, this is a this is a broken, broken system. And I don't know if he would have been pulled over if he were white, but I can tell you that I I've been pulled I don't know how many if you've Ever gotten a ticket, been pulled over for anything? I've been, I've gotten many speeding tickets. I've been pulled over many times for things. And then sometimes I've gotten a ticket, sometimes I haven't. Um I can tell you, I have never been asked to get out of the car for any reason. And I've been pulled over late, late at night. And maybe even potentially, hypothetically, in situations where maybe I shouldn't have been driving in the first place a long time ago. So, like, it's, it's, um... It, it, it's just, and and at least, I just there's a, there's definitely a double standard here that doesn't, um, that, that causes these kind of um, um, assaults and murders to take place, uh, and so, until we recognize that and set systems in place and remove, we're going to talk about what the Iowa legislature did this week, but in remove like legal protection from, um, from uh, police officers for doing these kinds of things, then things are not going to get better. You know, like they don't have a chance to get better. They might, I mean, they might not get better even after that because some of it's, you know, maybe just a function of what the police is like you're talking about. And we we do need to think about how we shift away from um, what we, what has not been working. Um, But, but there is, there are built-in biases, both from a personal perspective and from an institutional perspective, that have got to change for anything meaningful to, uh, to
1: happen. Next up, we have more very disappointing news. So on Thursday night, eight people were killed and more were injured at a FedEx facility in Indianapolis um right now while we're recording on friday we don't know much information so there more, might be more when this comes out but uh, i think really it's just another sign that we need more gun control and that you know this is just ridiculous we've seen even in iowa um measures to uh, increase uh bad actors having guns so this is just obviously disappointing
0: yeah the, i mean what what we're we can just roll into it next but like we, in, in Iowa legislature seems, this is awful, another awful tragedy, know another awful mass shooting. There've been so, there've been a number already this year. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, um, but the Iowa legislature and our governor seems intent on like just turning on the green light and wanting, or, or at least wanting to allow this kind of thing to happen in our state, whether it's police brutality or a mass shooting. Um And just turning a blind eye toward it uh, for whatever reason. So um, it's really disturbing that they're doing this and not taking any lesson or any sense of caution or any sense of common sense after seeing what is happening in um, in other states on a mass, you know, on on a a large scale level like this. So um, not only could Iowa be next, Iowa will be next if. Um, if they keep continuing down this path.
1: Yeah, I don't know how you can see these mass shootings happen and just think that the solution is to do nothing and to even make more people have access to guns without a background check. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. just horrible, really. Um, More going on in the session this week. So uh, the Iowa House passed immunity for just really bad conduct by law enforcement. Uh, with the new qualified immunity standard protects individual well law enforcement from individual liability. If what they're doing doesn't clearly violate established law, but that really leaves the door open for a lot of bad behavior. Really? I mean, what, what did you think about this one?
0: It's terrible. Um, it's, it's a, it's the green light for, um, for police brutality and it's, um, Uh, I, uh, wouldn't you love this in, in your personal life, you just get to do, you know, like, unless it's clearly, then like, let's, let's have some, let's have some immunity for, for everyday citizens, um, for traffic stops and everything else in the world. Right. Like that's, that's not how the law is supposed to work. It's if you, um, if you commit a crime, you get the, you, you know, you pay the penalty for that. And, um. Police officers should be no different. So I think I don't think that there should be a different standard for, um, for for some for I just don't. Um, and so the law the law ought to be the law, and it's and, and it's also something that this lang this this um this has been struck down by the Iowa Supreme Court in the past because uh, um because uh, they thought it went too far. So this is not something that is new. Um, it is new on, you know, in Iowa, it will be likely new in Iowa code. Um, but it's not a new idea. It's been around for a while. A lot of, a lot of states have done this. Um, but it's just inches it further away from, um, from making sure that we have public safety officers that, um, are held, uh, that are held to account. And, um, and that's not, it's just not it's just not acceptable like i don't like i don't know what the hell they're thinking like they're like they see all the they see what's happening in other places and this is like like this is like setting out um like a bunch of dynamite in a jug of kerosene or what a gasoline and like hoping no one comes by and lights a match you know like i like i don't i don't get it it's 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 just it's completely irresponsible and immoral that they that they pass this at all, let alone this week.
1: Exactly. I mean, now it basically seems like they'd be OK with police officers not fi- not following like their department policy because now like that's not protected or whatever. So it's just really disappointing because, I mean, even with the Dante Wright case, we saw that apparently the chief said that the police officers knew they were supposed to know that expired tags weren't really a priority because, you know, people weren't getting them because of the pandemic. And then, you know, they knew this, they went against policy. And clearly this is something where, you know, there needs to be, I mean, clearly more laws to stop immunity. Yeah.
0: Um, And these Republicans in the Iowa legislature are completely hypocritical because on one hand, they are going to try and claim that they're protecting police officers and law enforcement officers, but on the other hand, two um, correctional officers, correctional uh, employees, um, uh, were murdered at Anamosa State Penitentiary, and they're and and the legislature can't seem to find much by way of resources to help resolve that situation, and they're not going to let them. Uh, uh, they don't want to let them sit down at the negotiating table and bargain for. Uh, a contract where they can guarantee their workplace safety. So if you give a damn about public safety officers or police officers or correctional officers, correctional employees, then you need to step up and, and let them, uh, let them have these rights back that you took away four years ago when you gutted uh, chapter 20 collective bargaining. So these, they are hypocrites to the 10th degree on this. Um, And, um, and and it is it is just abhorrent what they like are justifying uh, at the legislature this year so that's my take <laughs> yeah
1: i mean it's just ridiculous they're just pu- pushing more people into prisons mm-hmm. even with with this qualified immunity bill there was another part that increases penalties for protesters so that's just right. another way Didn't even get into pushing that. Yeah. to push people into prison yeah i mean so they're just pushing more people in there when really should, a lot of people shouldn't be, and then just not funding to make sure that the staff are safe, that the people in the prisons are safe. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So yeah.
0: So this session, that's pretty technical. This session, they've wanted to lock up people who pro or, or penalize people who protest, and people who tried to get other people to vote. Right, like in the in the voter suppression bill. So that's what they want to penalize, and they want to make it easier for uh for a police officer to to harm someone. That's their that's their whacked out priorities this this year. It is completely backwards.
1: Uh, more with backwards priorities. Chuck mm-hmm. Grassley, he said this week that Iowa shouldn't have to babysit the child migrants that the federal government has requested the states to help take in. I mean, that's just really ridiculous saying that you know we don't have to babysit them. We might not have the resources. First off, you know it's not just babysitting like children, these children really need our help. And part of the reason that Iowa might not have enough resources for, you know, foster children, whatever, kind of goes back to our leaders, like Grassley Reynolds. So, I mean, I just think the argument's ridiculous. What was your take on it?
0: I mean, like we've been babysitting Chuck Grassley. We, the collective we, the royal we, as Iowans, since he was elected, he's been in elected office consecutively since 1958. Um, we need to add this up one at one week and figure out how much he's taken from uh, in taxpayer salary over the years. He has certainly taken three, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in farm handouts um, and is now worth millions of dollars um, as a result. So, you know, um, it's, it's this is if, if you're, if, if you're going to talk about anyone sucking away resources. You got to look in the mirror, Senator Grassley. So I mean, he is um, the poster child for um, for the government handout, and um, and now now that there are children who are here, you know, not not uh, because they walk, not 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 because they came, they're unaccompanied uh, most of the time. Once they are placed in a temporary, you know, temporary placement here they will they will a lot of the time they will be deported once they're once they go through the you know the proper process but in the meantime somebody's got to take care of them and make sure that they have like humane um humane treatment and like have like a livable condition until then so this is purely just awful raw politics at its worst from a guy who has been just like a Hoover vacuum sucking up every government dollar he could for the better part of, uh, of, of, of 60 years. So, um, time's up, Chuck, get out of here. During the legislative session, bills move quickly. And by the time you check your email, that advocacy alert may be too late. Now you can get text messages from Progress Iowa for the latest news and action alerts. Just text JOIN to 515 417 3320 We'll send petitions, phone numbers for key members of the legislature, and more to keep you informed. That's J-O-I-N to 515-417-3320 for text message updates from Progress Iowa.
1: Next up, we have our hot takes where we give our opinion about the hot topics of the week. First up, we'll start with The Bachelor have you heard about this, that a recent Bachelor has come out as gay?
0: Oh, I did see, I saw like one little headline on Twitter or something. I cannot remember his name. Um, so I bear, I did, I, I am, oh, I am generally aware of this one. So uh, there that's go. It's a, yeah, a step Yeah,
1: Twitter feeds are different. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I have a lot of, I still have a lot of Kansas city Royals baseball that that's like my one thing that gets mixed in with all the awful, awful news of the, Mm -hmm. of the moment these days is, is baseball stuff. So, but bachelor doesn't quite, I get the occasional. So what, so what, Mm -hmm. what, what happened laid out there?
1: So basically his name's Colton and yeah, he came out as gay this week. He was on the season of the bachelorette and then he was the bachelor. So it's just, uh, I don't know. I think it's great that he came out and I mean, I would love to get a gay season of the bachelor. I think that'd be iconic. So we will see.
0: Oh yeah. Of course. Like, why have not, why have they not done that?
1: I know. It's Is that a big
0: push to get that? There should be a push to make that happen. I feel like it would be well watched. It would be like interesting, entertaining and like, yeah. Um,
1: yeah. I think that'd be great. But we'll um, see. But Okay. Uh, <laughs> Well, that's my take. Yeah, the, that, that, that'd be yeah. wonderful.
0: That'd be great. So, mm-hmm.
1: um, and I, I just love reality TV. So you know, that'd be <laughs> a great addition. <laughs> Next up, we have the J and J shot. So obviously, news news came out this week, and mm-hmm. they're going to start pulling it back. What was your take on this?
0: I went from about a zero to a panic of like eleven in within minutes. Um, not even necessarily because like the shot was going to be harmful although you never would want that obviously
1: mm-hmm.
0: but like i thought for sure it would just be fuel for the fire of like any of anti-vaxxers or people who are on the fence or whatever but i've yeah i've dialed way back like i think it's not been as big a deal as i thought it was going to be so my my hot take when went from like nuclear hot to like lukewarm very lukewarm at this point so i don't know what do you what's your what was your reaction to it
1: i mean pretty much exactly the same i was like oh no when i saw it mainly because i didn't want people to stop getting vaccinated so exactly but i think that hopefully this doesn't stop it i think that we'll be fine at least with the people who were already going to get vaccinated and i mean the obviously it's bad for anyone who has a reaction but i think the blood clots were you know, you have a higher chance, like if you're on birth control and stuff, to get a blood clot. So, yeah, they seem, you know.
0: yeah, it seemed pretty minimal. And, like, I do think this is a good example of the system working in general. Cause, like, can you imagine how bad it would have been if, like, in three months, six months, it came out that, like, oh, we could have paused it for this minor blood clot, but we didn't? Like, I think that would have been 10 times worse. Um, so mm-hmm. I think it's good that they, I, I guess I don't know this for sure. I, I believe that they are following like whatever the normal protocol is of, like informing the of, of like informing people about, you know, um, uh, uh, anything that's going wrong with, um, with a, with a vaccination or medicine or whatever. So I, I would, I'm glad that they're doing that because telling people what's actually happening can empower them and be like, oh yeah, well. If they're telling us this, then we know there's not some other like thing hanging out there that we don't know about. So, I don't know. I thought, oh all in all, it's been it's been fine. I was terrified though. Gosh, that morning.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it seems like we still have a lot of vaccines because I saw I think twenty twenty one counties at least in Iowa like turned down their allotment this week. Oh yeah, vaccines mm-hmm. because I guess people are probably going other places. So hopefully that's the reason. Hopefully people just aren't getting vaccinated. So hopefully I think we'll, we'll be okay for now.
0: Yeah. And last we have our shout outs where we lift up great work happening all over the state. Please send your recommendations to at progress Iowa or at potluck FM. Um, We do want to give a shout out to people who are continuing to get their vaccine, uh, the vaccination. Um, We want to encourage that to keep going. We need to get to herd immunity and people who are wearing masks. Um, uh, even after getting vaccinated. That's incredibly important because the numbers are kind of creeping back up again and hospitalizations are, have crept back up. Um, we have we have uh, two, I believe it's two of the variants in Iowa now. And so as those start to spread, we need to still be cautious. Um, but most of all, we want to give a shout out this week to the people who are um, protesting and speaking out in the wake of all this um, violence that um i mean all the, the protests sort of peaked last summer but um the violence never stopped the police brutality never stopped the mass shootings have never stopped so um it's it can be uh, I, uh, an exhausting enterprise to keep using your voice and speaking out but we uh see you we appreciate you and um and and we just um, uh, can't thank you enough for for continuing to use your voice. So um, would encourage everyone to to keep doing that, and and keep pushing through because uh, one way or another, this this has to these these killings have to stop, um, and and it's only going to happen if we all uh, stand together.
1: Exactly, and I mean I think it's really important. I know that some people might be. Uh, nervous to protest right now because of COVID, but mm-hmm. there's a lot that you can do. Obviously, protesting is a great form to uh, raise your voice about this. You can also donate to groups who are protesting, uh, like water things like that. And there's a lot of good organizations that you know will take money right now, to save it, so that's a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. What a Week is produced by Progress Iowa as part of the Pollock Media Network and would not be possible without grassroots supporters like you. We are mixed and edited by Greg Hallenstein. For more information, visit pollock.fm. find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to leave us a five-star review and subscribe. See you next week on What a Week.